Your Lending Era, the podcast where we dive into the world of residential, business and commercial finance, bringing you expert insight, tips and strategies to help you navigate the intricate landscape of lending in Australia. I'm one of your hosts, Jessica, and in today's episode, we will be uh, chatting about something we're all seeing a lot of at the moment, and that's refinancing. Here with me, I have David and Hope. Hey, Jess. Hey, Jess. How are you? Oh, I'm good. How about yourselves? Oh, great. Coming in hot today. Barely made it. (laughs) We did. We actually, we rocked up to the studio with about two minutes to spare. Uh, Dave's got frizzy hair and we're ready to go. (laughs) Okay, so um, on that note, let's use this energy and get right into it. I know within my circle of friends and family, um, everyone is talking about interest rates, refinancing, rebates, the whole thing. But what exactly is refinancing? Refinancing, just to put it super simply, is picking up a home or investment loan and taking it over to another lender um, with a different interest rate, maybe different features and terms. Yeah, okay, so it would be like refinancing one debt and just taking it to another lender to get something that one couldn't provide. Correct. Beautiful. Okay, well, I think there's a handful or so of common reasons that we see every day. So I want to kind of go through those and talk about how that could benefit someone and where it maybe wouldn't be applicable for someone as well. So let's start with refinancing to secure a lower interest rate. I know that is the most common. Oh, look, that's definitely the most common. So um, and, and so usually you jump ship, right? So you, you've gone to your current lender, you've said, hey, what can you do? They haven't really looked after you and you think, right, well, I'm going I'm to leave. I'm going to refinance and I'm going to take this over to a new lender for a, a better deal. Yep. Now, this has been, this is really topical at the moment. It's been happening a lot. Uh, and the reason that it happens a lot is when you enter into your home loan, you sign a contract. And the contract has usually got the standard variable rate if it's, and then it's got a, a margin that they're a specific discount that they're going to offer you for the okay. life of the loan. Yeah. So what happens with that is you, you, you're, you're, you're on the train, you're, you've left, and then new clients are coming to the bank, and the bank's offering bigger and bigger initial discounts to attract more and more new clients, right? Mm-hmm. And then when you circle back and say, hey, um, you know, you're, you're advertising this, the bank can, well, I guess they're well within their rights to double back and go, well, hang on, Jess, you signed you know, for this discount. We can't quite honour the new rate. So suck it up, mate. So suck it up. Um, (laughs) But, you know, maybe we can do something to help, Um, but it might not be, you know, a a big enough something to help to keep you with your current lender. Okay, so in theory, the interest rate piece, you were talking about a margin, a discount. Is that where we see on the lender's websites? You sometimes see like 8 and 9%, but I don't know anyone paying that much. No, no, no. So usually when your loan document's written, it will say the standard variable bank for this, uh, the standard variable rate for this bank is X percent, yeah. and we will offer you a, a margin uh, discount of X, giving you a final home loan rate of whatever it is today, you know, 5.89 or, or what have you. Oh, okay, beautiful. So that is a discount off just the margin. And that's what yeah. they mean. If people go straight into the bank and speak to whoever they speak to directly at the bank, well, are they also offered that discount? Uh, there usually is parity between the mortgage yeah. brokers and and the banks. Right. So if you're looking at, you know, you pick a bank, NAB, uh, I should get the same deal from a mortgage broker that I would get by walking into the bank. Yeah. Um, where where the whole refinancing piece comes is, 
you know, maybe NAB's not the most competitive for mm. your set of circumstances, mm-hmm. but the person at NAB's not going to say, you need to pop down the road to ANZ. <laughs> uh, they've got a great deal on this week. Yeah. So, yeah, Whereas exactly. we have the luxury of doing that. Yes. The dream. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. We've got handfuls and handfuls of lenders to choose from, so we really would just put in a loan amount, a property value, and we've got what, 50, 60 options. Yeah, yeah, how good. Click it. Beautiful. And another reason that we see people wanting to refinance is to shorten their loan term if they've got retirement or something coming up or extending it if there's some other changes. We do. So I there's not many instances where I have reduced a loan term. Yeah. I probably once or twice, and as you said, just, just for the retirement piece. Yeah. Um, you know, maybe they have a couple of years left um, to go um, and their loan is you know, under 100000 They just want to smash it down quickly yeah. and get on a good rate. So in that instance, yes, that would work. More often than not, though, I would extend the loan term back mm-hmm. out to 30 years just for serviceability purposes because yeah. obviously the assessment rate these days is so high. Um, but if we can, if we have a, a client come along and they've got 25 years left to go and they really want to stick on 25 years, then happy to do that for them if it works best. Um, I would just much prefer push it back out, you know, alleviate some cash flow for them. Um, It's always better to pay more every month by choice rather than, you know, all of your money being tied up. And I've got clients I do this for all the time. So they might come in and say, hey, I want to refinance, I want to drop my payments. And you say, well, what do you want to drop your payments for? And they're like, only for a little bit because Mm. we've got a child on the way or something like that. And we go, okay, well, you've currently got 20 years to run. We'll give you a, a longer loan term out to 30, but we'll reset your payments today at exactly what they currently are. Yeah. So you're still paying it off. You're still going to pay off in 20 years, mm-hmm. but your minimum has dropped. Yeah. So when the child arrives, if we need to back off you know, the maternity leave, we can back it back a little bit and then we can get back on track. Yeah. So Which that's is, a bit of a hybrid that is, I use. And that's the luxury yeah. of choice. But if we reduce their loan term and their monthly minimum, their minimum monthly repayment is much higher, yeah. they don't have that choice to drop back. The flexibility is completely gone, It's gone. Right? Yeah. yeah. Okay. So... I know that we have a few clients, like you said, not not very many that want to shorten it, but in terms of extending it, we see it kind of every other week. All the time. Yeah, and the maternity leave is a big one. If, you know, someone knows that they want to have a child in the next two years and they're financially proactive, they're coming in, they're extending it, and they're still making, you know, the honest repayments that would repay it in, say, 25 years. Absolutely. And maternity leave doesn't last forever. No. So when, you know, both parents are back at work um, full time and they can, they have that household income to make more, Mm -hmm. you know, um, above and beyond their minimum monthly repayment, then they can just jump back to what they were doing. Yeah. New financial circumstances, new repayments, right? Yeah. 100%. Okay. This one is a little bit controversial, I think, myself, uh, mainly because I don't entirely understand it. And that is refinancing uh, your current loan to alter its set up. So I've heard the term debt recycling a little bit here. Yeah. So this is um, a lot of my clients will be referred by an accountant or a financial planner. And yep. what they're doing is um, they want to take the original home loan. They want to refinance that and get a better deal. So tick that box. Yep. But they've got equity in that property or maybe they've paid down that loan sooner than, you know, they've made extra payments. They've got yep. ahead. And what we want to do is we want to split off part of their borrowings into a separate loan that they're going to use for some other purpose. All right. So we've got a home loan and then we've got a loan for another purpose. And that might be buying shares, buying into a business, Mm -hmm. um, buying into a business partnership. It might be um, going and using that money as a deposit for another property. Okay. Commercial property. Commercial property, whatever the case may be. Right. So um, 
in, in that instance, um, some people refer to that as debt recycling. So as we're bringing down the home loan debt, mm-hmm. we're recreating debt against the home to go and use for some other purpose. So okay. we've still got debt. We've just recycled it from unoccupied debt yeah, into okay. tax-deductible investment debt. So Mate, you'd know all about that, Dave. I do know all about this. <laughs> yeah, the millionaire, so, Dave. This, this is, uh, yeah, this is, look, this is how I've lived for the last, you know, God yeah. knows how many years. So, um, so in short, you kind of almost prepaying the loan ahead of schedule, then using that redraw, pulling it out, making a new loan, and getting some tax benefits. Correct. Yeah. Oh, why wouldn't Se- you do separate that? Separate loan, separate purpose. ATO accountant will tell you it's what you've borrowed the funds for, yeah. not what they're attached to. Yeah. Okay. And obviously, you do have to do that kind of stuff under the guidance of, by the sounds of it, someone who's licensed to provide that advice. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. Get some advice. Yeah, yeah, beautiful. Perfect. Perfect. <laughs> Very open and get some advice. Okay, and now let's talk about our favourite topic, and that is equity for renovations. 2020 to 2022, um, every client that passed our desk wanted to renovate a bathroom or a kitchen because they've been watching Selling Sunset. What does that look like? <laughs> so there's a couple of different ways that we can do that. Um, so, for example, if your house is worth a uh, million dollars and your home loan's sitting at five hundred, um, essentially you've got five hundred thousand dollars worth of equity that we can tap into. Um, when we're doing it from a lending perspective, though, we don't want to borrow more than 80% of that equity because lender's mortgage insurance is then applicable. Okay, um, yeah. And then, you, you know, you don't want to overcapitalise and lend 100% of the way, like the yeah. current value of your home. Particularly in the property market at current, you know, where we're seeing them slowly decrease in value. Yeah. So the way that that would look, if someone come to me and said, Hope, I want to renovate my home. Um, and if we did a valuation on the property and it came in at a million dollars, as I said before, existing debt, existing home loan of 500, yeah. I could take it up to 800 if it's serviced, yep. if we had serviceability there, um, and then we could access $300,000 worth of equity for them to use on those renovations. That's a nice bathroom. Yeah, that'll get you a good bathroom. Oh, look. Kitchen. <laughs> Depending on... Probably a double oven. <laughs> <laughs> well, it means, are we talking about my house or are we talking about Dave's house? <laughs> oh, and Dave's house would get a coat of paint, wouldn't it? <laughs> so so it just, it re- it's all relative. That's okay. just a really broad example, but, but that's and, how it works. And in that structure, that would enable that client to control the flow of funds. Yes. So if they're doing a renovation and they've got, you know, I've got this tile guy and I've got this kitchen guy and this bathroom guy, there's no builder that needs to be involved to access those funds, is there? No. So upon settlement, when the new loan's drawn down of 800, um, then the incoming lender will pay the outgoing lender whatever's outstanding, so the 500. 500 yep. um, there'll be a few fees and things involved. I won't go too far into that. Um, but then say, just to keep it nice and easy, there's 300 remaining. Yep. That'll go straight into the new offset account and it can Beautiful. be used by the client as they see fit. Yep. And the bank you know, doesn't mitigate that. And I think in terms of small renovations around home, more often than not, you wouldn't go and find a lot license builder to project manage the whole thing, would you? I think it's got to be appropriate. So, you know, if you're doing a you know kitchen, bathroom, new floors, carpets, curtains, mm-hmm. bit of paint, uh, maybe a pergola out the back, most people would organise that themselves. Yep. Soon as you move to structural, any lender in your loan contract usually says, hey, if you make any structural changes, we want a license builder involved. You know, if you're knocking out walls, if you're trying to, you know, uh, you know, read, redo structural aspects to the house, change your roof line, all that kind of stuff, builder involved, fixed price, you know, contract, all that yeah, kind okay. of thing. Yeah, okay. And that's then the bank controlling the release. Bank of the controlling the funds because obviously we've gone to a whole new level of red tape. 
Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Perfect. And on that 80%, I, I know that there's some lenders out there who will only give their clients, for example, access to up to $75,000 or $100,000. Would there be, or would I be right in saying that there is other lenders out there that can offer up to the three hundred dollars if a client needed it? Yeah. So there's actually one lender specifically that will lend 80%, no questions asked. So even if that property was 100% unencumbered, so yeah. there was no debt against it, we did evaluation and application and took it to that lender, they would offer 80% of the value of that property, wow. um, no questions asked. But obviously not all lenders are like that. No, no, not all lenders. And you've got to probably show a purpose still, right, for that yeah, equity. Yeah, you've got to write. You've got to have in your notes, you know, the client's looking to do this or that. Yep. There has to be some kind of explanation, but yep. no actual proof. Yeah. Beautiful. Okay, and let's talk about um, consolidating debts. I know this one, personally, I'm a little on the fence about this one. It seems like it's double dipping in payments, but... It's because you have no debt. It's, I know, I can't... In <laughs> you my, can't relate to it. In my head, I am so stingy. Never had I'm a like, credit card debt. You had a lot. But I, I can see where in some walks of life this would be relevant and would actually set you up in a better, in a better way. Yeah, look, where this usually comes about is... Um, you know, life will happen. Something will get in the way. There'll be, you know, maternity leave or there'll be a period of, you know, non-employment. Someone loses their job. Yep. Um, financial, yeah, financial decisions are made okay. and um, uh, some personal debts are accrued. Um, okay. You know, car breaks down, need a new car, got a personal loan for that. Um, you know, in between jobs, ran up a credit card debt. And now we're, we're trying to get back on all of that. Mm -hmm. Now, most of those unsecured debts might be at 14 to 22%, um, whereas your home loan might be less than six, right? So it would make sense in some instances to consolidate those other debts into the home loan to attract a cheaper interest rate. Um, bring down the payments, give you one thing to work on and go from there. Um, now, f that doesn't necessarily mean you have to always take your credit card and then pay it off over 30 years. Yeah, that's where it sounds ugly is we think of mortgages as this 30-year life commitment and I can't imagine paying for a car for 30 years. Yeah, no, so sounds scary. what we can do and sometimes do with clients is we'll go, okay, well, what we'll do is we'll just take out a little separate loan for those debts. And we'll put them over the same amortisation schedule over three or four years. Yeah. Um, so we'll clear those debts. But instead of trying to clear them at 20%, we're trying to clear them at six. Yeah. So we'll actually get through them faster. Okay. Um, okay. And then so you once can that's, separate them. You can separate them. Beautiful. Um, which I think is a pretty good way to go. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I mean, if, if I was telling someone to put $50,000 to pay for their car on their home loan over 30 years, that's where I'm like... Mm -hmm. No, why would we do that? Yeah, it's not responsible. No. Um, you know, and it, it might be necessary for a short period of time, but yeah. you know, let's have a look at individual circumstances and make a decision that, that, based, that, on that. based on that. And yeah. it can really help the household cash flow, like substantially when you're imagine. rolling five debts into the home loan, mm -hmm. even if it's two uh, completely separate splits, yeah. that can make a massive difference and really take the weight off. Actually, I do recall a few months ago, David and I did have a client who had a child that got unwell, broke a bone or something or rather, fell behind a little bit with cash flow. And I do recall we did a consolidation for that individual. Um, and it did actually free up like $600 a month for them, which then they used just to pay down the loan earlier anywho. Mm. Yeah. And look, at the moment, it's a double whammy because you're doing a refinance, you're getting a better interest rate, which is yep. reducing your home loan, and then you're getting better interest rates on those personal debts. Yeah. It's a, it's a twofold, you know, so no-brainer. 
no brainer. <laughs> As David Thomas has said, billionaire Dave, no brainer tips. <laughs> you need your own podcast, mate. Oh, we're, we're tracking you Billionaire down. tips. Okay, well, look, there is one thing that I think we, we definitely need to disclaim here and mention is that when you are comparing home loans with a view of refinancing, there will always be upfront ongoing costs that do need to be factored in. Um, obviously, if you use a great mortgage broker, they will tell you about these fees upfront and factor in any kind of buffers relevant to cover them or ask you to kind of allocate some cash to pay for them. When managed correctly, refinancing can be a valuable tool in terms of financial freedom or bringing debt under control. Uh, however, it is something that we would always recommend doing with the help of an expert. Uh, in no real circumstance would we ever say jump onto Google and Google debt consolidation home loan and just go with whoever finder.com says to use. Um, speak to a professional, get in touch with us or someone that you know, friends and family, and, and work through that piece. Absolutely. Yeah. I think we're really upfront in saying to people a, a normal refinance to jump ship, it's yep. somewhere between 500 to 750 if there's no rebates involved. Yeah. So th it's definitely not you know, fee-free. No. You're going you're gonna to have to pay something to jump over. And that yeah. needs to be taken into consideration with the math. Mm -hmm. And uh, look, the best person to do that is obviously someone who does it every day, every day. and <laughs> does it five times a day. So look, I think, you know, reach out, contact us, um, you know, contact us through the website, make an inquiry. We can have a chat or a Zoom call about yep. it um, and and just run the math and numbers and make sure it's going to be appropriate for, for an individual you know, Absolutely. Client, but on case by case basis. And in terms of getting in and meeting someone, it really is as easy as going to, uh, shameless plug here for ourselves, <laughs> but going to our website, for example, trilogyfunding or oneword.com.au. And there is actually a free um, online inquiry that you can just submit there. Yep. And it'll go straight through to a calendarly link and allocate you to a broker. Yeah. That is available this afternoon. Who yeah. can give you an exact rundown on what those fees are based off a quick, you know, 30-minute conversation with you and then you'll know where you're at. And what's the best part about the free consultation? It's free. It costs you nothing. <laughs> I was like, wait, is that a trick question? <laughs> I was like, oh, you get to talk to me, obviously. Yeah, obviously. That's the highlight. <laughs> okay, well, perfect. Thank you, Dave and Hope, for joining me today to talk about refinancing. Uh, next week, we're going to be discussing uh, equity and how we can use equity to structure a little bit more financial freedom or wealth. Um, so with that, thank you for joining us today. And uh, as always, jump into the show notes to reach out. Thanks so much, Jess. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Jess. Bye. We acknowledge the traditional owners and custodians of the land this podcast is being recorded, the Ngunnawal people. We pay our respects to the elders of the Ngunnawal people, both past and present.